This episode is brought to you by Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma. When it's time for an aircraft component inspection, overhaul, repair, or replacement, you need experienced technicians you can trust and friendly service you can count on. Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma, a family-owned business since 1959, delivers just that. Our techs have real-world experience and provide sales, service, and overhaul for piston engine aircraft accessories. We also have limited turbine capabilities such as fuel pumps, starter generators, and prop governors. And we can overhaul propellers ranging from fixed pitch to turbine. Propeller pickup and delivery service is available. And one more thing, mention this podcast to receive 5% off your next sale, service, or overhaul. Visit aircraftaccessoriesofok.com. This episode is brought to you by Genesis Aerosystems, a Moog company and leading provider of autopilots for rotor and fixed-wing aircraft. The Genesis STEC 3100 Digital Autopilot provides increased safety, decreased pilot workload, and is approved for over 200 makes and models. To learn more about the STEC 3100, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. That's genesis-aerosystems.com. AOPA presents Never Again... True Pilot Stories from the World of General Aviation. In this episode, an IFR flight in Central Europe makes an American pilot long for the good old FAA. Ride along, although you might want to bring a globe, in Change of Plans by Robert Tompkins. European regulatory changes required the conversion of my FAA certificates to European Aviation Safety Agency Joint Aviation requirements. The best option was a remote Greek flight school in Kavala. Because it was hard to reach and I owned an IFR certified Liberty XL2, I decided to fly from Germany for an upcoming knowledge stage check. Using IFR low-level charts, I found a two-leg route that circumvented the Alps. I obtained all en route airport plates and reviewed relevant NOTAMs. Weather was VFR, and the flight plan was submitted to Eurocontrol in Brussels. On the morning of the flight, the plan was rejected. I had to telephone Brussels and negotiate an acceptable routing. Not only was this plan completely different, it also stipulated a departure in 30 minutes. This allowed only the most simplified fuel calculations to be completed. Zadar, on the coast of Croatia, could be reached with one hour of reserve fuel, so off I went. The flight was uneventful until passing Graz, Austria. Croatian ATC began issuing seemingly random diversions. My fuel reserve was rapidly dwindling, and it was clear I would not land with minimum reserves. Declaring low fuel, I diverted to Rijeka, landed safely, and filled up with 100 low lead. Because I declared low fuel, Croatian authorities had to document the emergency, delaying my departure by hours. Eurocontrol flight plan negotiations began afresh. My proposed route was south to the Greek islands and then east. This avoided high terrain and offered numerous airports en route. Again rejected, the route offered was over mountainous terrain in Albania and Macedonia with no en route airports, a stiff headwind, and a take-it-or-leave-it off-block time in 30 minutes. With only the most basic fuel calculations completed, I departed. Almost immediately, ATC began diversions from the agreed routing and filed altitude. Flight level 120 was assigned, 
surface ceiling of my XL2, requiring oxygen as the sun was setting. At this level, the headwind was 20 knots stronger than planned. Kavala could not be reached with my available fuel. Furthermore, accumulative delays meant that the airport would be closed by my ETA. I diverted to Thessaloniki. Thessaloniki could be reached in under an hour. Then ATC informed me that Kavala would await my late arrival and asked my intentions. Stand by, I said. My GPS estimated a time en route of one hour and five minutes. Ten minutes before, it was 2.15. The headwind had switched to a tailwind. As I turned westbound, the headwind returned and the ETE shot back to two hours. Back to Thessaloniki. With iPad approach plates and airport information, I could legally shoot the ILS-14 approach. With my fuel at the required reserve, I landed and taxied to the ramp. The lineman chirped, Welcome to Thessaloniki. You are going to be stuck with us for some time. 100 Lowled was no longer available at this airport. My iPad app had indicated that 100 Lowled was available. No TAMs had yet to be updated. Luckily, I was able to beg some 100 Lowled from a local flying club. Fuel could only be purchased for $20 per gallon in cash. After emptying my wallet, my tank was only three-quarters full, but that would get me to Kavala. Finally arriving, I learned that Avgas was also not available at Kavala. No sightseeing trips around the Greek islands. I needed the fuel to get home. My business completed, I opted to leave on Friday. More Euro-control negotiations were required for an IFR plan to Belgrade, Serbia. The fuel requirements were sufficient, and off I went. Less than 10 minutes into the route, ATC diverted me eastwards to Bulgaria, avoiding the Serbian military operations, which were not on notams. Soon, something more ominous appeared over the radio. All radio traffic appeared to be heavy iron, and they were diverting for weather. Without onboard weather radar, I was at ATC's mercy. They vectored me directly into a supercell thunderstorm. Picking up rime ice with extreme turbulence, I declared another emergency and was vectored back to the original Serbian route. Diversions and weather avoidance had reduced fuel to critical levels. Either it was Belgrade with exhausted tanks or another diversion. The GPS nearest airports offered a few grass fields and only one airport with a hard surface. For the third time, I declared a low-fuel emergency and headed to the hard-surface airport, Leevtsi. Unfortunately, this was a military airbase. In the parking area, military vehicles surrounded my airplane, outpoured armed soldiers with police following. We tied down the XL2, covered it, and dashed for cover as the hail began to fall. Hours passed as I sat surrounded by soldiers, police, and airport staff in the office of the base commander. It took some time to fully convince them that I was not a subversive. After multiple forms were filled out and documents copied, everyone wanted to go home and get rid of this bothersome pilot. Avgas was available, and they would sell it to me. However, the catch was I could only pay in cash. I was short of cash, so soldiers took up a collection to buy me enough fuel to get to Belgrade. After that, the remaining flight home was uneventful. General aviation IFR flying in the Balkans is more difficult than in the United States. 
IFR is primarily for commercial operators. For GA, IFR flight planning is a negotiation exercise with Eurocontrol, and it appears that ATC is often unfamiliar with GA operations and limitations. While some resources are being developed to address this problem, extreme care must be taken when flying GA aircraft in this region. ATC tends to issue multiple diversions when flying IFR flight plans. Legal fuel requirements and even higher personal fuel requirements may not be sufficient. Prudence would suggest that flights in this region should be planned with a minimum of two hours of fuel reserve. Alternatively, one could file VFR, however many areas in the Balkans are not accessible to VFR traffic. Finally, iPad apps do provide valuable information about airport facilities. However, these resources can be outright wrong. Only later did I learn that 100 low lead is almost impossible to buy in Greece. There is no substitute for doing one's homework prior to departure. Finally, this taught me to always have lots of cash whenever I fly in Europe, especially in the Balkans. The Never Again Podcast is brought to you monthly by AOPA, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. You can find more Never Again stories online at aopa.org by typing Never Again into the search box. While you're there, check out AOPA's mobile flight planning app, AOPA Go, as well as the many free training and safety courses from the Air Safety Institute. Find all of this and more at aopa.org. The Never Again podcast is produced by Royce Earl. Thanks for listening. Fly safely. Fly safely.